Hello, and welcome to Radio Free CSU, the official podcast of the California Faculty Association. My name is Audrina Redman, and I'm your host for this 10-part series, Stronger Together, here on Radio Free CSU. This series is inspired by the intentional anti-racism and social justice transformation CFA began in late 2016. In each episode, we'll discuss one of our 10 guiding principles with the CFA leader activist. Our hope is that you, too, will be inspired to engage in anti-racism and social justice work and join us again for more conversations about why an anti-racism social justice transformation is necessary. However, we have something special for you today. We're joined by Charmaine Lawson, the mother of David Josiah Lawson, who was a student at Humboldt State University until the fatal morning of April 15th, 2017. Charmaine, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. We, we've heard the name David Josiah Lawson. Maybe some of us have even heard a little bit of the story, but tell us first, who was your son? Who was he? What were his dreams? What were his aspirations? Hmm. Wow, so many things, right? DJ was my son. He was an Afro-Jamaican young man with a bright future, a beautiful smile, a, a smile that could lit up the world. He was fearless. He was compassionate. Mm. He was loved. Mm -hmm. And he set his sight on higher education. And that was his dreams. Mm -hmm. That was his dreams. Mm -hmm. um, DJ wanted to be a helper. He wanted to head off to college, come back and help his community. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, what better way to do that than criminal justice? And that was his major. Mm -hmm. He was majoring in criminal justice. He wanted to speak for those that were unable to speak, the voiceless. And that's what he was doing. That is what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Back in June of 2015, he, he was a recipient of a speech, um, of a scholarship, excuse me. And um, he, his speech was a man of, integ in, a man of integrity. Mm -hmm. And um, he talked about becoming a lawyer mm -hmm. and a politician. Mm -hmm. He wanted to change the world. That was my son. Yeah. That was my son. Yeah. yeah. Well, why did he pick Humboldt State? So he called me and he said, Mom, there's a recruitment, college recruitment going on. All right, I'm there. I am a supportive mom. I am involved in everything that my children are doing. I was there um, in the gym talking to all of the recruiters. DJ was on the football field because he's a football player. And as he walked in, I was standing at Humboldt State recruitment desk. Mm -hmm. He came over. The recruiter was telling him all about Humboldt, the Redwoods, the outdoor, just a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. DJ loved to be outdoors. Mm -hmm. He loved the outdoors. He was a skater, outdoors. He skied, outdoors. He surfed, outdoors. So when he heard of all of the activities and everything that you could do in Humboldt, mm -hmm. allowing him to be himself and mm -hmm. be outdoors, mm -hmm. it was, hey, this is where I'm going to school. It was a sale. It was a sale, <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Good. And that's why he chose it. 
did did he know about did he know anything about the community of Arcata or the community of, of Humboldt State before he went there? And had he heard anything about hostility toward people of color or from that community at all? He hadn't. Mm -hmm. I haven't. As his mom, once DJ got accepted, I went online and I checked out the, you know, um, archive, what's going on in Humble, where am I sending my son? And all I saw was positive mm -hmm. vibration. I, there was nothing of concern. Mm -hmm. But I think I wouldn't have sent, him, sent my son to Humble if I knew that he was going into a climate of discrimination microaggression. Mm -hmm. I would have not done it. Mm -hmm. But I believe DJ would have still went mm -hmm. because he wanted to change the world. <laughs> and he felt like he could have say, hey, we bleed the same blood. Right. Let's sit down and talk. Right. I think he would have done that. Yeah. 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 Did he at any point did he ever say to you that he felt unsafe in Humboldt or Arcata? DJ got a job at TJ Maxx. Uh, maybe about eight months into being at Humble. And I remember he called me one evening, probably around nine, and he said, Mom, stay on the phone with me. Mm. Why? What's going on? He was on the bus heading back home, and he was just getting stares. He, just, he didn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. He didn't feel safe, and he didn't feel comfortable. And he, I stayed with him. We talked, got off the bus. He skateboard home and then he kind of told me what kind of what he experienced on the bus mm -hmm. which was he was called the n-word mm -hmm. um what are you doing here you mm -hmm. students keep coming here and mm. think you're better than us mm. and this came from a person a white person on the bus on the bus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the bus and was that the only incident that he'd had or did that you know of that's the only thing he shared with me but then his roommate, Annalicia, she shared with me after DJ's vicious murder, she said that, again, he was coming, coming home on the bus, and he still felt that discrimination. And he was, whoever on the bus was, it came from a white person, said something to him that was not okay. Mm -hmm. And um, DJ said something back. Mm -hmm. And the bus driver actually told DJ he had to get off the bus. Wow. And I just found this out. Mm -hmm. And I know he didn't want to worry me. Mm -hmm. I'm a single parent. Mm -hmm. He's my oldest son. Mm -hmm. And I know he's like, I'm not going to, to tell mom certain her. things. Mm -hmm. Because if she does, if she knows, mm -hmm. she might say, come home. Right. And he wanted to finish right. his education. Right. Charmaine, tell me about getting that early morning phone call from Humboldt. I was asleep on the couch. Mm -hmm. It was about, it was in the three o'clock hours, and it was DJ's phone that rang. Mm -hmm. And I answered the phone, DJ, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. That's my first instinct, mm -hmm. three something in the morning. His friend Annalicia was screaming, and she said that Josiah has been stabbed. And I'm calming her down. Right. Because I'm thinking a stab. Okay, stab, he's taken to the hospital. Right. He's okay. Right. I heard, if she would have said, you know, gunshot. I mean, I would have, I don't know how I would have reacted. But she said he has been stabbed and he was taken to the hospital. We're here. 
they're not telling us anything called Mad River Union. By this time, I'm sitting up, walking up the stairs. Um, I said, okay, give me the number. She gave me the number. I called, spoke to a nurse. I said, I am David Josiah Lawson's mom. I was told my son was taken to the hospital. His friends are there. Can you tell his girlfriend, Ren, just I give you permission to, to speak with her. And the nurse said, it's over 100 students here. I don't know who's who. And I said, okay, can you tell me how is my son? He's in surgery. They're working on him. Okay. Can you give me anything else? No. Once they're done, the doctor will come and we'll give you an update. I said, okay. I walked to Anthony's room, my other son. Woke him up. I said, get dressed. We're heading to Humble. I called my sister that lives in Philadelphia. Hey, I'm going to pack a bag. This is what's going on. Get Anthony and myself a ticket. Leaving from Ontario, LAX, wherever. The next ticket I need to be on the plane. Then my mom called me. She said that she received a call from the police mm -hmm. in Humble that DJ was taken to the hospital. So I said, yep, I just talked to the hospital. He's in surgery. I'm on the phone with my mom. The phone, the, the phone, my phone rang. I clicked over. It's a 707 number. It's the doctor. I merged the call in, and he said, Miss Lawson, we worked on him. And we couldn't save him. I think I had a out-of-body experience. And I heard my son Anthony just fell to the ground. And I screamed. I don't think that scream, I don't think I'll ever scream that scream ever again. Do you have a sense, Charmaine, of, of what the HSU administration has done to aid students in their relationship with the city of Arcata? I, I can't say because I haven't seen anything being done. Mm -hmm. um, my son is not the first student of color mm -hmm. that was murdered at HSU. Mm -hmm. And fighting now for him, fighting with, not necessarily fighting, but demanding that they make changes, mm -hmm. going to the board of trustees, mm -hmm trying to speak with the head of the institution, which is Dr. Rossbacher, I haven't seen any changes. Mm -hmm. I have not seen it. If it's been done, I haven't seen it. Right. And students of color has said to me, Miss Charmaine, or lots of them refer to me as mom, nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. We can't even go and talk to our president mm -hmm. and let her know that we don't feel safe. The university president. The university yeah. president, which mm -hmm. is Dr. Rossbacher. Mm -hmm. We cannot express to her our concerns mm -hmm. for our safety mm -hmm. when we walk off that campus. Mm -hmm. What about the conversations that were organized, the racial, the, what was it, the, the interracial conversations that were organized in the city of Arcata? Well, yes. So we started a dialogue with mm -hmm. students, the community, Karen Deemer, the city manager, Sophia, the mayor. Who's the we? I started. Mm -hmm. Not the university. university not the involved. university. No, absolutely not. This was my starting 
my cousin and I walked to get a petition signed throughout my neighborhood, Walmart, business places, to have the, the city of Arcata put my son's name on their agenda to discuss and update what's going on so students know that, you know, this is being investigated mm -hmm. and know that city council, we vote for you here as students. We need to make sure that you're working alongside with, um, with, us. with us. Yeah. And... Um, Dr. Rosbacher showed up once. She showed up once. The students were outraged, and they were trying to express to her what they have experienced. Mm -hmm. We've invited her back on several occasions, mm -hmm. and she has referred us to Equity Arcata. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And so, so far as you know, um, the students and others in the Humboldt campus community still feel unsafe. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. At the same, one of the dialogues that we had, which we had about six or seven sessions, a student showed up and said he was stabbed a few months after DJ. He was stabbed off campus. He called Arcata Police Department, APD, and he reported it, and nothing, they didn't call him back to do a follow-up. Nothing wow. was done. Nothing was done about this. Wow. And here they are expressing their frustration mm -hmm. to their president, Dr. Rossbacher, and no empathy, no compassion. What can we do? Mm -hmm. What, 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 so, you know, what, what do you think needs to be done to improve a campus safety? What have you heard from other students? Because your Justice for Josiah campaign has a lot of students, mm -hmm. both present and past students, uh, involved in it. What, what do you hear from them? APD, Arcata Police Department, is very racist. Mm. They don't feel safe calling on them mm -hmm. if they're out and a situation should arose. Mm -hmm. They call them, but they're not coming. Or if they do come, is, what did you do to provoke this situation? Mm -hmm. So blame is automatically pushed mm -hmm. on to, to the students. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we need more campus police mm -hmm. because the campus police will be working with the university rather than, they need to work together, obviously, Arcata PD and campus um, police, but I think the students will feel more safer knowing that campus police is there to protect them. I think they need to patrol, patrol more. I think uh, monthly news mm -hmm. um, letters need to go out to students and their parents. Mm -hmm. Parents have to get involved. Mm -hmm. Parents have to get involved and talk to their student. Hey, I received this in the mail. What's mm -hmm. going on? Mm -hmm. And a buddy system. Mm -hmm. You know, that is how we are going to keep our children safe. Mm -hmm. We send them to college. We want them to come back. Yeah, basically you're saying be honest about the environment that these students are walking into. Mm -hmm. And if and once you're honest, then you can set up the systems to provide some sort of protections Absolutely, for them. absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you know what you're walking into, trust me, right. you're going to be careful. You're going to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you think that from, from the work that you all have been doing, again, the Justice for Josiah campaign, you all have done enormous work. I keep saying campaign, the Justice for Josiah Committee. committee. I have an amazing committee. You do, yeah. a 50 strong or so, just mm -hmm. a, a great committee. Do, do you think that what happened to your son, and I'm going to say his name because I need to say his name, David Josiah Lawson, do you think that was 
something disconfined just the Humboldt State, or is that a problem in the Cal State period? Oh, absolutely not just Humboldt State. Our committee, like you just mentioned, they're amazing. They're amazing. We have a media committee, mm -hmm. and they've ran some stats mm -hmm. to show all of the students of color within, you know, maybe 20 years from now, mm -hmm. probably two decades back, has um, what incidences have taken place. And there's over five from Humboldt State University, mm -hmm. Chico State, mm -hmm. State um, San, San Jose. Jose. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing more of incidents regarding students of color in the Northern California rural areas. Mm -hmm. And were these, these were African-American African-American men. men, yes. African-American men. Stabbed. Stabbed. Burned. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hate crimes. Hate crimes. Um, yes. Um, yeah. Bicycle locks wrapped around their necks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Words. Yes, words. Mm -hmm. Words. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. My son was laying, dying on the ground, and he was... Yeah. I hope that end dies mm -hmm. as he lay there dying on the ground. Someone said that. Someone said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we haven't asked you in this in this interview to to tell us what happened that night and I'm going to encourage those who are listening to read about it uh because Charmaine repeats this story a lot. Mm -hmm. And it takes the heart out of you. Um, and so I want to encourage, and we'll, we'll share a little later before we end where you can get more information. But just tell us, Charming, what would justice look like to you? What does justice look like? Wow, justice for me, hmm. justice for me is that the state diligently execute their duty to identify my son's killer and put the person on trial and that he or she is prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law mm -hmm. by competent attorneys and the person responsible for his death be called to account for their actions and be held responsible. Mm -hmm. Some of what I would, some of what I would see as justice in DJ situation. Some of what I have not seen as justice in DJ situation, DJ situation, has already been denied and cannot be recovered. Arcata Police Department hasn't worked diligently in the past to identify and build a case against DJ's killer or killers. And the state first attempt to prosecute that person was very poorly executed. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Yes. Martin Luther King. Yes. Mm -hmm. Given that uh, over a third of Humboldt County's, I'm sorry, Humboldt State University's students are black and brown mm -hmm. and come from the L.A. metro area, mm -hmm. I think that I agree 
uh, and many others may agree that there's some attention that needs to be given if, in fact, there have been five murders in Humboldt, in Humboldt from, of Humboldt State students. Mm -hmm. That represents a problem. Big problem. That represents a problem. A big problem. Yeah. Big problem. And this cannot continue. Yeah. And the way that we're going to fix it is to talk about it. Yes. We have to acknowledge that it is happening, and we have to take a stand, and we have to say enough is enough. Yeah. We're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, the light of day. The light of day, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. So thank you, Charmaine Lawson, for sharing with us who your son, David Josiah Lawson, was as a person, a student at Humboldt State University, and in fact, a student of the California State University system. You started to do, you started a piece of a quote that I too have on my notes. I'm going to read the whole thing. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. That's a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in his letter from the Birmingham jail dated April 16, 1963. David Josiah Lawson was a student of the CSU. Listeners who are faculty, students, staff, and members of the public are urged to get involved in the call for just resolution of this murder. The, the Justice for Josiah campaign organizes each month, around the 15th of the month, uh, an action. We encourage you to get involved there. The 23 chapters of the California Faculty Associ Association located on the Cal State campuses will be engaging in, in a week of action October 15th through October 19th. For more information, visit www.calfac.org. You can visit the justiceforjosiahlawson.com. You can hashtag Justice for Josiah on Google. On Facebook, you can go to Justice for David Josiah Lawson. And on Instagram, check out Diversity is Not Inclusion. That's the end of our podcast for today. But do join us again for more conversations discussing the 10 guiding principles of CFA's anti-racism and social justice transformation and for special podcasts like this one. Remember, transformation is an action verb, meaning a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. For Radio Free CSU, I'm Audrina Redmond.